Welcome back to Rewind the Movies, the retro podcast that looks back at... It's not a retro podcast, are we? I don't know. I, I was going to have a whole spiel then of an introduction, but I don't know if we are a retro podcast. I suppose we're a podcast that looks back at retro movies. Some of them aren't retro. Yeah, anyway. It would help if you knew what we were, but... Yeah, <laughs> that's probably why we don't grow, because we haven't got a clue what we do. But uh, anyway, yeah, so the podcast that looks back at movies that we watched as kids, as teenagers, as young adults, um, we revisit them to see whether they're what we remember. But this week, we, we're in for something a little bit different, um, because every week we choose our movies, or the following week's movie, by doing what we call the, the Wheel of Doom, and... We always put a booby film in there and something that we know may not have stood up, uh, may not have stood the test of time, so to speak, may not um, be the best movie in the week in the world. And last week's movie was The House of Dead, or House of the Dead, sorry, based on the, the, the video game, I believe, Adam. You probably know more than me because you, uh, you recommended this movie. Yep, I do. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember. Well, the first experience of it. I may as well just jump into because you guys, it was your first experience watching it last night. Just renting it on Blockbuster many years ago, before there was such a thing as well. Memes weren't really a thing back then, or the internet wasn't the same as it is back now. So no one knew who Uve or Ubal or whatever his name is was. Um, so there was no like sort of comedic sort of like oh this film is so bad it's good sort of thing attached. Just rented it blindly from Blockbuster, watched it, and I was like at fourteen was like that was pretty bad. And um, <laughs> but and then when I went to college a couple of years later, um, the um, sort of like the, we someone put it on in college one day, and uh, we me and all my mates sat in the uh, classroom there all laughing our heads off at it, and I just I distinctly remember watching it then. And just feeling like, oh, man, this is, this is. It was my first time like watching a movie with friends, enjoying the so bad it's good sort of thing. If you know what I mean, it's that sort of like experience basically. Cause I remember just laughing quite a lot at the bullet time, and stuff, which is a lot off it and stuff, and um, just like the um, the clunkiness basically. Uh I um, so I I didn't watch it last night. I watched it two nights ago, and <sighs> I'm gonna say it now. This has got to be one of the worst films I've ever seen on this podcast. And we've seen some stinkers. So, I think one of the worst ones for me personally was Combat Academy. I got no enjoyment out of that. And it's it's not far off the same par. It's... I, I couldn't even see what they were trying to do with it. So, here's a question for you, and I'm going to put you on the spot. Did... Resident Evil come out prior to this or after yeah, one this? Year, one year before. Okay. It came out the year before. This is, I think that's why this film got made. Um, probably because, you know, Sega saw that the Resident Evil film was a bit of a success. But the thing is with the Resident Evil film, as cheesy as it is, is actually a competent director. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking that last night, right? By no stretch of the imagination is Resident Evil like a really good movie. I got enjoyment out of it. It's got a decent cast, so to speak. Yeah, no, it has. It's got a decent cast. Um, 
and I got enough enjoyment out of it that I've, I've seen it again, and I've seen most of the sequels. Although <laughs> that that's that franchise has got worse and worse as it, as it gone on, but yeah, this <sighs> yeah, I I I'm struggling at the moment. I'm looking at my my crib sheet, so to speak, of favorite aspect and favorite scene, and it's both blank at the moment. <laughs> you so what? I, Sorry, I, I... my favorite scene and my favorite aspect. I've got nothing written down. So am I either going to have to come up with something in the next 10 minutes? Or, yeah, or I'm not going to be able to mention oh, anything. You think we're going to take 10 minutes to talk about those things, do yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah. The only positive aspect for me... I, I, no, I, I don't even know if there are. Well... I think there's a reason that. <laughs> well, I, I, to be honest, I didn't even clock the time because I was willing from about. Oh, I, I don't know. I think I was willing from the moment I saw Clint Howard try to play the character that he's playing in this movie. Yeah. Well, another another thing about this film is that it's it's so bad. Evan shot himself in the head halfway through the film, and that's why he's not on tonight's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we had a quite a blunt message off him, didn't we? Yeah. yeah, I'm not on the podcast this week, boys. And that was it. Yeah. I'm not and then on the rest were like, come on, no Ev, ex- come on. <laughs> we knew. There was no excuse, nothing. It was just like, I'm not on the... Then he just and he said Evan left the group underneath, didn't he? So. Is it me or does Evan seem to miss the bad films? <laughs> he only sees the bad films when he's the one who's actually recommended Love them. Me, yeah. <laughs> Oh, this film is so bad. Here's a fact for you: the Danish cinemas refuse to show it. <laughs> and um, we, we, we're we? quite popular in um, in I was going to say Danish land, <laughs> Denmark, aren't we? We're not going to be after you said that. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to get a country like, name. Are we like, are we like the number seven? No, we, we, I'm pretty language. sure I'm going back at least a year and a half, so we've probably got worse. At one point, we were something like the fourth most listened to movie podcast in Denmark on Spotify or on Apple or one of the one of the larger ones. We, we were wow, doing we, quite well. Wow, we that's 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 what we were doing quite well. Yeah, (laughs) actually, it may even have been drilled down even more. It may have been the Retro Movie Podcast or Retro Movie Podcast um, produced by Welsh people. (laughs) (laughs) We properly niched down. With a a Polish (laughs) co-host. It just gets deeper and deeper in, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh... Uh... Yeah, but um, it was sad that Evan hasn't come on this week. I mean, um, what's our excuse for him this week not being on? We usually have something for him. Did he? Uh, is it drugs this week? Or you have to be neutered. Yeah. No. W- what I heard was that he's had to go back home up to um, Newcastle because they've had a national shortage of um, steak bakes. So he's had to right. go back and help out in the factory to make sure the production gets back to a level. All I can imagine now is Evan just uh, driving up there with a, in a lorry full of steak, with a lorry full of steak bakes, just like, don't worry, Newcastle, I'm coming, sort of thing, while he's behind the wheel. And he's had, like, hand-drawn or painted Greggs on the sides of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> just just like, he's, 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 on, he's got a D instead of the G. 
<laughs> my my favourite fact about because everyone lives in Barry, right, in in South Wales. Um, I, I, hopefully, no one will stalk him and and like yeah, go after. As long him, as but... you don't give his full address. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you're in Barry, um, to to if you follow the smell the scent of steak bakes when you're in Barry, you will probably find Evan. It'll probably lead towards. <laughs> well, that, that's where I was going to come to, right? Because Barry has a, or he used to have a Greg's outlet. Which well, was made, amazing. So back it. in the day, you used to be able to get like two steak bakes for a pound. Well, that was that was why he moved there, wasn't it? Because <laughs> him and his him and his wife they lived in um they, they lived in they lived in Newcastle at first, didn't they? And then that opened up in Barry, and they they moved all the way down here. So, and that's the story of how Evan became Welsh. Uh, <laughs> I remember going in there once with him. His his eyes lit up. So did mine as well. But like, yeah, he was amazed by. But this story isn't about you right now, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about Evan's uh, amazement with steak bakes. Uh, uh, right, right now, I want Evan to be sat on the sofa, watching, um, just watching whatever on watching Newcastle United, just eating a steak bake, just enjoying life, just happy with himself, just pleased. Drinking, drinking Nuki Brown Ale. Drinking a yeah, with, yeah, with an Alan she with an Alan Shearer painting up behind him as well, just like. <laughs> As Christ the rede- the Redeemer. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we miss we you, Ev. Come back next week, buddy. Yeah, we'll get a good we'll get a good film on Wheel of Doom this week. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on, Red. Someone must have something about this film that they enjoyed as an aspect. I do have a couple of things I can go into. Come so, on, Ed. I I got to be honest, guy. Maybe it's because obviously it's it's a bit different for me because obviously when this film came out. I was a teenager and you guys were off probably in uni when this came out in 2003 because, you know, I'm guessing you would have been in your 20s then. We were last year-ish in uni, yeah. depending so, on, yeah, depending on whether we did extra courses and whatnot. So you have to like, um, you know, bear in mind, I'm, I watch this when I'm 14. I'm watching it last night, although, you know, it, there are, you know, there are one or two bits that are a bit bad in it there, but um, it's like... I did get a lot of nostalgia watching it last night, and I did get that sort of fuzzy, warm feeling you kind of get when you watch a film you watch when you're younger. It just it reminded me of just it just it just took me back to renting it from blockbusters. It took me back to when I was watching it in the college with my friends and stuff, and also just the 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 two thousands, the early two thousands. I do get I do have a soft spot for those that era of films, regardless of the film's quality sometimes as well. So that's. That's one of my favorite aspects, but that's but that's such a that's such a selfish only I could relate to favorite aspect. We're in a, we're in a bit of trouble already with this one. Well, what you just said has nothing to do with the quality of the film. <laughs> I know. He's straight in the barrel. No, that fuzzy warm feeling you just mentioned was it anything to do with the the amount of boobage in the film? No, he pissed himself. <laughs> no, I go. I don't know. I what's good? I used to play. I used to play the game of this quite a lot as well, which is why I rented it. To be honest, um, I never, I never owned a House of the Dead game because they. Ca- Did you ever play the games in the arcade? Um, I played it in the arcade, never at uh, you know home. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming it was on PlayStation, was it? I, I never, I never. I think it was a, it was a Dreamcast game. Oh, Sega, of I, course, yeah. I never had a Dreamcast, but um, it was, it was also, on, it did come out on the Wii, but um, I didn't have, I was, I didn't have, I didn't really play that one either. I think it's like, I think it's House of the Dead Overlord. Something or overload or something is called. But anyway, um, um, I, me and my brother used to go and play this 
it was like Time Crisis, wasn't it, in the arcade? So me and my brother used to play this every time we went to the arcade. Great, great arcade game. Great on the rail shooter. And um, I think that's probably why I would have rented it when I was 14, because 14 year old me was obsessed with horror movies. I still am now, but I was really like coming into, like really getting into horror movies at that point. And I, I would literally watch anything. Zombies was a big thing of mine back then. Like I love the George A. Romero movies and stuff. And, um, you know, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead and all that sort of thing. So I, that's why I would have rented this back then. And I can remember at 14 just being like, what the heck is this? Quite quickly into it, if you know what I mean. It was um, one of those ones. I, I always remember the, like, the font that was used for the logo. And I've just, I'm just looking now at the, the arcade version and, um, yeah, the type of gun that, we, that was used. But going back, I think early 2000s or late 90s, they had some good arcades, you know, games with with guns, especially Time Crisis, where you you hit the pedal, didn't you? And it came from yeah. like behind a, a wall or whatever. I used to love that game. Brilliant a friend of mine, my friend Ridley, um, shouted if you're listening, used to have Time Crisis on the PS One with one of the guns. So we used to play that at his house as well. He was the only person <laughs> I knew that had the gun at home. So, so with, when you had the gun at home, they had a little button on the side, didn't they? And the button made you sort of like step out. Is that right? I don't really remember. This is going I back. Think like, so. We're going back to like when I would have been in like year seven or year eight when I would have played that. Is but um, that would have been it. Would have been year seven because it would have been like that was before the PS2 came out. And when the PS2 came out, Time Crisis went straight in the bin because it was all about. It would have been all about Soul Calibur two and uh, and Time Splitters two and well Halo when the Xbox came out a bit later. Then it was all about those games back then. But going back to the arcade though. Um, what was your favourite? Do you guys have a favourite arcade game back in the day? I reckon I know what Progs was. I can imagine. I, I think I have a feeling what Progs might have been. One. I can imagine Prog really like an NBA jam. I don't know why. I, but did, I, can like, I did like that game, but that was on the SNES, so I didn't have to... I didn't have to clip. There was on. one particular football game we played in uni, Prog, which was quite good. It was like World Cup football or, or something. Yeah. Um, I... I, I, I'm a sucker for an arcade. I haven't gone to one for years. But, I, you know, you mentioned already, like, Time Crisis, um, Crazy Taxi. I used to love as well. Uh, Just, but if you were, if you go back, back, like, things like Afterburner, I should love that. We'll come back to Afterburner there, but just quickly, the World Cup game, was that World Cup 91 you used to play? On the Sega Mega Drive, no, if you know what I mean. No, there's no World Cup in 1991, but it was <laughs> no, 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 I know, but there was a game. There was a game called like something 91 or something for like the Sega. Let me find out what this game was called. Maybe um, um World Cup game, Sega Mega Drive. I swear to God, it had 91 in the title. It didn't. It wouldn't have. It would, it would have had 90, Italian 90, maybe. Yeah. Sure, yeah, it, it was, was an Italian oh, 90. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, Italian 90. Sorry, World yeah. Cup Italian 90. I'm looking at it now. I can. Now I had that game. Um, I had that game for the Sega. I can't remember. Was it a different one? Yeah, it would have been that one. Yeah, it was on cartridge. Just two other games. Did you have that? It had like the Shinobi Ninja game on there. Uh, I know exactly the and disc columns. you're on about. The cartridge you're on about. Yeah, and the columns is on there. No, our columns. Yeah, but like, I, I, I'm going to find out what that game is. Actually, I'm going to find. I think they call uh, it's Mega Games, and Mega. and I think they went one to six. I'm going to find it out. Um, Mega Drive. i got to find this. It's going to kill me a voice. Quick research. Oh, I found it. Mega Games 1. Uh, I found it. It's on... Um, yeah, it is World Cup Italia 90, I would have played. But uh, 
there was a me and my brother used to play that and we used to have murder over it right because um we i would do this really crafty thing to him and he'd always fall for it i would like let him get goals through on purpose so we'd, i'd let him get to a, a really tasty like seven nil but if you were player one on that game you could press start and change the player change the teams around and i would just change it i would just change it around so i would then have seven points and Josh would be like, no, I don't know. And I'd be like, I'm fucking smashing you, boy, boy. And he'd be like, Mom, he's cheating again. <laughs> I just remember doing that all the time to him. I always remember doing that to him on that game. It's been an absolute bell end. Like. But um, yeah, good times. Great game. I wonder how World Cup Italia holds up now compared to FIFA. Not good. Right, it was inevitable that we were going to talk about video games. Um but uh, did you enjoy the video game of this when you played it? I think you mentioned yeah. just now. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, like, obviously, it's it's an on the rail shooter, right? So, like, um, you know, they, that genre has its fans. Don't get me wrong, and uh, power to you. But if you're not really the kind of games I would like to play at home, they are arcade games. You know what I mean? You you play them in the arcade. You need the you need you know you need the theater of it. You need the gun. You need the you know the big cabinet and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. It was great fun. Um, House of the Dead was in the arcade. So really, quite expensive to play. I remember. I think it was a bit, a bit more, a bit more dear than the other games there. But it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite. Um, it wasn't my favorite. Um, I just re- I just remember what the best uh, shooter game was. It was Lethal Enforcers, which was also a Sega game. Ah, uh, that yeah, yeah, that was another good one. I enjoyed that. That was a good. It was you were in a car chase. That was a great arcade game. That was that. Uh, Sega makes. I, I don't think people give Sega enough credit for how good they are. They were or still are actually at making arcade games. They are absolutely like the the king of doing it. Like you know what I mean. But um, hey ho. And have you got any more favourite aspects of this movie? Um, the captain guy. What was his name? Uh, Jürgen Prochnow. He's actually. Oh. He's the only thing I've got as being decent in this film. Victor oh. Kirk. He played. Yeah. Now, I've got to say as well, the guy writes, um, another good, another favourite aspect. Now, as you know, me and Prog are, are writers. We, uh, we we write a little TV show on uh, BBC One and stuff like that and um, on The Veil. So, you know, you learn, to, you learn to enjoy good script writing when you see it. And what I really liked about this film was the structure of it. Like, when it starts off, you get the narration and it really tells you quickly what's going on with the characters and the motivations. And it wasn't lazy. It was a really good bit of script writing that was. So I, I really... I'm going to start doing that in my scripts now. It's just, as soon as an episode of something starts up, you see someone else and they go, that's so-and-so. This is how I feel about them. That's, this, that's so-and-so. Well, I'll tell you the best, the best thing about that narration is that it was present in the first two minutes of the film and the very last 30 seconds of the film. And he didn't hear it anywhere else. It was the voice, uh... wasn't it? It was that voice. That's, that, I forgot what the character's name is. That's John. John's a good friend of mine. Yeah. He's a great guy. I, wa- I, wasn't I, wa- meant, I wasn't meant to be here. Yeah, it was just another day. But then the captain, who had a boat and sailed that boat, might have sailed them to the island where the spook, you know, where the zombies might be. You like, you like, and it's great. It's absolutely amazing writing. It's it's fantastic dialogue, fantastic narration di- writing. There's nothing wrong with that. It's 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 not bad at all. It's not bad. It's- <laughs> Effing terrible. That's what it is. The the movie starts with that narration, right? But know the way that the music is on in the background. Yeah, I, I'm trying to put pin down exactly the type of music it was, right? Thick music. But, yeah, but it just reminded me of one thing. Do you remember 
the infomercial, if whatever or whatever they called, that used to be on DVDs about you wouldn't steal a car and you wouldn't you wouldn't steal a bag. It, it, I thought I was watching one of them to begin with, the way that the music was in your face, and ah, oh, it's just like, come on. And um, at one point, I, I thought, is that Prodigy that, that, that they're playing? I was like, is this? No. Yeah, and it wasn't. But like at one point, there was like a real rip-off of one of their songs, and then it went in somewhere totally different. It's, um, yeah, I um, I didn't like it at all. And if we're talking I... about it being lazy the one bit that was so lazy for me was the incorporation of the video game um bit i have i I had a theory on that one there i i think that um i had this weird i i don't know why but i have a feeling that that was um sega's sort of note i i have this weird feeling about like the film i'm gonna look at the games a second and see if like when the games when the games were released there but i have this weird like feeling about like yeah, because there was, but there was like some way of like advertising the game a little bit. So I was a bit like, did as Sega watches I me, mean, like, can we put some game footage in this so people will watch the movie and think I want to play the game and buy the game? So like, as a weird, weird way of cross. Do you think anyone watched that film and thought, oh, I need to go and buy the game now? Uh, I wouldn't. No, but I, I'm just trying to just I'm just trying to figure out why they did that because it was can, so weird. Can I give you a little um, fact or tidbit on that? 32 video clips from the original game appear in several parts of the movie. 26 appear during the 10-minute battle in front of the house. We'll come on to that in a minute. (laughs) The remaining six are used as transitions prior to the battle. um... I I, I, I saw the first one, and I was like, oh, okay. And I sort of knew they were coming, because I think I, I had read something about it prior to this. And then it just got on my tits after a while. And that, that battle outside of the house, it just goes on forever. Where did they get all those bullets from? <laughs> well, oh, my word. Well, I, I'm going to wait. that many dead bodies on that island? <laughs> I can't wait to get changes on this film. Um, yeah, well, yeah, that's another thing as well. But, like, um, the, the action scene, it was quite funny, though. Like, the bit... Me and Prog did laugh quite a lot when she did that backflip and kick, uh, did that black backflip to dodge the axe and then shot that zombie. Do you remember that bit? Like, yeah, she did but, that forward flip to, in but the time. camera angle was all wrong because it looked like it was going to hit her. And then she landed <laughs> and it just sort of goes over her head. But it doesn't zoom in for you to see and it just missing her. It's like 20 foot away and you think, oh, is it hitting her? Is it not? Oh, it's gone over her. And there, there was no like, suspense to it. I can't wait to talk about the survivors. The survivors of this film. The two survivors. Remember, like, you know... Well, the girl who gets stabbed right through the chest, but she's still alive at the end of the film. Well, it made sense to me. (laughs) I don't I got no problem with her surviving. But she got... She got physically speared through the chest. Um, It was the fact that, like, when... I just love that when she was on the... We'll wait till changes. We'll wait till changes. We'll wait till changes. Uh, come on, but, well, has anyone what? got a favourite scene then? What, you know, is there anything in this film that they really enjoyed? The... No, Ad. You would have, you would have come to you by now, so no. I, right, right? If I was 14 years old, like Adam watching this, 
I would have loved the beach scene at the beginning. I may as well pull it out there now. But like, you still, Andrew, you still love the beach scene. Oh, yeah, I still do. I still, uh, well, hey, I try not to sound like a pervert, yeah. But th- that that woman didn't she go on to play Lois Lane? Maybe. What? Let me have a look. I'm going to look this up now. In what? In what series? She went on to play Lois Lane. Her name is Erica Duran, I think, in Smallville. No. I think it's her. Be- ah, you. I've got. Yeah. So she went on to play Lois Lane. I th- within a year of her doing that movie, I think. Oh my God! I love that woman in Smallville. I'm gonna have to watch the film again. Here we are. See, it is a good film. People do. People see you both are starting to come round in it now. You're starting to enjoy it a bit. Um, maybe like maybe we just maybe we're too dense to understand House of the Dead. Maybe like. You know, maybe he's a bit ahead of his time. Maybe in about ten years, people will come to appreciate if it were actually was. Oh, shut they, Didn't they do a sequel to this? Yeah, uh, yeah. That's my. That's going to be my choice for tonight to put forward for Wheel of Doom. But but the whole film has a a straight to TV or a TV movie feel about it. A a a, a f- movie specifically produced by sci-fi or horror channel or something do, do you get that do you get what i mean and did you get no, that feeling you know, about it do you know what it feels like to me do you know when you watch a comedy film and they have like footage of a fake film it felt like that do you know like if you like, say if you're watching like an episode of friends and like joey is acting in a crap horror film and on friends they have footage of the crap horror film he's acting in that's what this felt like for 87 minutes it felt like one of those Crap joke films you get in a quick comedy film or movie, just to kind of show. So the three of us last night were Chandler and Ross having to sit down with jo- Joey and watch his film. Yeah, like it was like, yeah, I'm only saying that because Joey came to mind straight away. But like, um, yeah, that's just that's the that's what I was thinking. Like watching, I was going, this is like one of those crap fake movies you get in a comedy. Or when you said about that, then all I could think about was what's it called, Angels with. Even no e- angels with filthier souls dirty, or filthy souls, dirty souls is it? Dirty angels souls. With dirty souls. Well, the, you know, the one from Home Alone, whatever it is. And I was, I always think about that one because I was obviously produced for the movie. But I always thought for years that, that was an actual movie, and I was like, oh, I always wanted to try and get that. Yeah, but the but difference yeah. is that movie actually looked decent. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'd rather watch. An hour and a half of that movie than this ever again. Easily. I'm sorry, Johnny. <laughs> oh. But anyway, if we're going to talk about favourite aspect, for a young teenager or any people who like naked bodies, there we go. Beach scene. Got to put something out there. Well, let's just say that for both men and women, there are some attractive people in the film. The men aren't getting their bits out of they like the birds are in this one. They are. No, thank God. The film knows its all. I think the one thing the film does is it knows its audience. Fourteen-year-old boys. And Andrew. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. It, it just needed to be set like fifteen years earlier, and I I would have probably liked the film. Bit of jazz in the background instead of rave. Ah, <laughs> uh, dinner um if we're talking about the cast as well, 
the and if we're talking about like attractive people, I I did think that the main lady was was um. She was attractive. I'll say that now. But also, I she, I thought she got a little bit better as the movie went on. If we're gonna, I'm yeah. talking about an aspect of something. I don't. Yeah. I we're scraping the barrel anyway. Be but um the the two guys were they brothers? Those two got on my nerves massively. You could you could say to me right you could when that film finished right when that film was over, you could have said to me, "Here's four grand. Name one character from that film." I would have been like, I, I I don't know, Zombie Man, Captain Jack Sparrow. I would have said yeah, I would have said Clint Howard because he was the only actor I knew. No, no, I mean, but that's not even a character name, is it? It's yeah. just Clint Howard. Seriously, I I had no idea. Like the film, like I didn't know who the main character was supposed to be. The main character didn't show up until like forty minutes into the film. So you're like, what? Like it's just you know. But again, that's what I'm saying. Oh, because it does a weird thing, doesn't it? Sorry, Ad. It does a weird thing that he narrates it and then the movie kicks in like a third... It catches up with the narration. And um, I was, and then I was just like, okay, he's the narrator. So is he the main character? Yeah, yeah. You're trying to like work it out because you've got those the two brothers at the beginning. You've got the, th- the three girls that he's with. And the one girl, I guess, murdered quite early on. What's her name? Cynthia. I think I think another thing the film smacked off as well, right? So to be a feature film, to to legally pass as a feature film, right? Your film has to be, I think it's seventy four minutes. It has to be over seventy four minutes for it to. That's the. I don't know why it's such a weird number, but if it's seventy four minutes, it's officially a feature movie. It might be seventy one, but it's around. It's definitely in the seventy bracket, right? And I had this vibe watching it that, like, the stuff with the video game footage, the stuff with the narration, that bit in the middle of the film when it just rewinds the entire film for no reason with the music blaring. Do you remember that bit when it just starts rewinding all of the events that's happened and it goes on for ages? It's the worst bit of the film. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, are they doing this to make sure it's over, it's just under 90 minutes so they can legally sell this as a feature film? Because I have this feeling that they filmed it all and, like, the editor, like, right, this is only, like, 10 minutes long. We need to pad it out. That's what I thought like happened with it. It just felt like that sort of, and that's not that's not that that happens all the time. Like that happens more often than you think with like low budget films. They just need something to like pad them out quickly. I know people who've made films and they've had to pad them out. And I'm talking things as things are like making certain moments like slow motion for the just to just to beef it up and stuff. So I have a feeling that that was another thing going on with it as well. I don't think there was anything on that cutting room floor. Um, do you know the the main like bad guy in it? You don't see him till quite late on. Um, the doctor. You know, no, well, yeah, he might be a doctor, but the guy who's from like ancient, well, not ancient, yeah. but like from about two or three hundred years ago, David Palfrey, I think yeah. his name might be. Yeah. Do you mean the- I just fo- I just found out he was actually married to that Erica Durance, the girl who played Lois Lane and got her boobies out. She is he is still married to her, isn't he? No, I think they've split up. Oh right. Yeah. She started watching Rewear the But movies I, I, I thought that he was like like thirty years older than her. I, I, I did think at times this isn't a positive nor a negative, just something I I thought of. That it had like mummy vibes about it. 
No, because you've got this character who... Maybe maybe not Mummy, but he's got this character who seems to be living forever and seems to be patched up of various other people. and That aspect of it, I thought, could have worked quite well, but they just executed it really, really bad. It reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park, this film did. I had massive Jurassic Park vibes from this film. Like, it really reminded me of Jurassic Park. Like... <laughs> Ad, you said Jaws about 50 times last night, and now you're seeing Jurassic Park. No, no, no. The the bit where it was like Jaws was the bit where the um the the bird you both love was um was in the water because it had a bit of like it was trying to do that John Hughes sort of thing. But when we when it got to the little island, not John Hughes, John 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 Williams music I meant to say, not John Hughes. And um, it had that. Trust me, the music was trying to like you know give those vibes. You know, I don't. And then it just when we got to like um, when we got to Wasma Chops, the House of the Dead Island, um, it just felt like it felt a lot like Jurassic Park. It just had that same sort of vibe to it, you know what I mean? And also the bit with Clint Howard's in that yellow raincoat and stuff, it was a bit like uh, Den- Dennis Nedry. Yeah, <laughs> just reminded me of uh, just reminded me of Jurassic Park. I, I tell you one positive thing that about this film, something I'd never seen before: a zombie swimming. You never have a film where you've seen a zombie swimming. Zombie. zombie. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> There's me shot down. And you know why that is infinitely better? Because our zombie fights a shark. That's right, yeah. Zombie flesh eaters. Yeah, it's great. It's a great scene there. No, it's, um, that's what that scene was ripping off. It was there was loads oh, of bits in this. There were there was loads of bits in the rip. Like now, Prog. Prog had a go at me when I said this, right? But I don't care. I will die on this hill forever. But there's a shot for shot bit like Lord of the Rings in this as well. Is the bit where the guy is the guy that the first guy that dies, you know, the you know the main body who's married to that bird you like who he wears a mask version of his face. Remember? Yeah. Remember that bit with the mask yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that later because that bit was amazing. But there's a bit when he's running away and like he get he hides down by this bank and and um, you see like the zombie looking around for him and it's like it's like that bit from Lord of the Rings. It's like that's Clearly, like Uwe Ball was ripping that off and stuff, and playing out shop, doing a shop for shot homage. I don't, you know, it's... Ad, you have referenced so far when talking <laughs> about this film, Jurassic Park, Jaws, and Lord of the Rings. I'm t- yeah, but that's why, but that's why Uwe Ball's doing. He's copying them. He's like trying to. Ma- he's obviously obsessed with those films, and he's just. But I'm telling you right now, that bit with Lord of the Rings, right? I don't care. I'll I'll, I'll try and find it right now, but. Uh, that is what that bit was ripping off. He, it came and, out like a and I genuinely don't care, and I don't think anyone watching or listening to this cares either. Can we just like get on with it? <laughs> no problem. We got to we got to jump into we got to jump into this one and like dissect it. This is look. Every film gets the same treatment and care on Rewind the movies, even if it is the booby film. And slack. I applaud your effort in trying to drag out this podcast and trying to find some sort of interesting. Angle for this film. But there are just... many inter- There are plenty of interesting angles with this film. I think you're just being too negative on it, Prog. Look at you. <laughs> Look at that face. Let's. Well, come on. Let's talk about some of the major issues that people have with the movie. We've mentioned a few already, but it, it, what else have we have we discussed? Can I mention one thing right now? Not the boyfriend who was caught in the shitter. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he gets out, 
he keeps the shirt on, which is covered in shit. He doesn't take the shirt off. Number two, when his missus gets his brains blown out, he has almost no reaction whatsoever to it. So what is going on, like? (laughs) She's a terrible character as well. I'm telling you right now, that guy, right, like, first off, it's awful, right? You know, probably not the actor's fault. He didn't have much to work with, right? I'd be trying to be kind here. But the bit at the end when he wears a mask of him and takes it off, I think it's one of the best things I've ever seen in a movie ever for how stupid it was. It was just... So weird that bit was. I, I I couldn't believe what I was watching when I when that happened, because it just felt like the film was just making things up as it just went along at that point. Why did that? Why did that doctor not only just put that dead face on, but why did he want to capture the boy and girl? Why didn't he just have his zombies eat them and then he could have reused them, repurposed the body and flesh when he wanted? I don't get it. I did. And then again, I could quest. I could, I reckon, you could rewatch this film and pause it after every minute and ask a question. Can I ask another question around that? Why did, why is it right? But when that, when the, when the guy and the girl are about to get killed by the zombies in that scene, why does he kill every zombie to save them to then try and kill them again? Why does he do that? He, that's exactly what he does. He just. I know. That's what I was saying. That's what I was getting to. Why does the girl shoot the fish tank? <laughs> oh, th- yeah, that bit. She, shoot, she shoots ah! the fish tank, and then everyone just com- comes alive. They all yeah, wake up. Yeah, because you have a bit of... about the fish tank. Yeah, literally, like, literally, this, she just shoots a fish tank with a mutant zombie oh, fish in it. And then someone, they put a, there's a bit of ADR going, oh my God, no, the, the, the water brings him back to life. And then the zombies start coming back to life. What about the zombie whose nose you can see? Oh, but, yeah. I got Adam to rewind it because there's a zombie on the table and you can actually see a human nose through the zombie face mask. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Uh, what, about, yeah, what about the boy who has his face, uh, his cheek, ripped off and now he thinks he's ugly as sin but the black girl still goes with him even though his his own girlfriend died only 10 minutes ago no he didn't have a girlfriend he did didn't he no he didn't it was his brother's girlfriend the brother was in the toilet he was with the blonde girl yeah and then the other girl the the black girl liked him but he, but he liked, liked the uh, whatever the one who gets stabbed in the chest. Yeah. Okay, the stabbing. Let's talk about the stabbing in the chest bit, right? Like, because that's the bit. But that's that's the bit that was like Prague was going insane at the TV. For he's like, what the? F-? Well, I, I don't understand a bit, but I'd lost my head about an hour before that. <laughs> she gets stabbed in the chest, right, and then through the heart, because that's the. She gets stabbed there. And it goes through her, that sword does the garage. It's not a graze, it's a stab. She manages to stand up and crush that guy's head because his head is controlling his decapitated body and making it making his making his headless body strangle that guy. Two people wrote this screenplay. Two people. 
can I just say so? Can I just say something as well? Do you know the headless body? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it is it true that if you cut someone's head off, they become ten times as strong? <laughs> because they were having an even fight before then, but as soon as the guy gets his head lopped off, he's got like superhuman strength. Can we also talk about how all of a sudden <laughs> she she's like a martial arts expert? They all and, well apparently they all are, and is like. I don't know, seems to be Zorro at one point when she's having that sword fight with um, Castillo or whatever his name is. What about that girl who was in the American flag? Uh, Liberty? Yeah, who turned into bloody Bruce Lee. <laughs> oh. um, so I've just read on Wikipedia about what the end bit. Now, I must have missed this because I think I switched off during the, the narration <laughs> at the end. Off, just knocked the film off. <laughs> Um, so she dies, Alicia, or Alicia, whatever her name is, at the end. So she does get stabbed, she dies, right? She doesn't. Well, no, okay, let me read it, right? Alicia, who's barely, barely alive, gets up and crushes the head under her foot, which finally kills him. Although Alicia seamlessly dies, or seemingly dies, she and Rudy are rescued by a team of agents. The ending narration reveals that Rudy gave Alicia the immortality serum. The two survivors return home. So this film is seen as a prequel to the movie game. So she's the cause of the virus after, is it? Is it not the game? Yeah, not sure. She she's walking away at the end. She's like She's not really a, well. If she's immortal, would she be okay then? If she got stabbed in the arse, she'd be like, "I'm fine." Wait, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute now, right? Hang on a minute. So she dies on the island, but we don't see him give her the serum. But he has no. given her the serum because he says that in the narration. Yeah, Surely, yeah. her dying and him anguishing over whether to give her the serum or not would be one of the most important moments in the film. Why not <laughs> film that? I give her the... Th- after, just after that, I give her the serum, the immortality serum that saved her life. <laughs> and, the rich. and also, obviously, there's an open ending to the sequel and when they just they fly in and you, you see the shot of the city. You see a shot of a shit city, so obviously the next one will be taking place in, the city, in like New York or something. I, but I, who called in those agents? Or did the lady on the boat call them in? You know, the the other the whatever officer she was. Can I even why do they want to go to the island again in the first place? They just randomly they're on this party rave. island. There's a rave there. No, it's not. Like they're on they're in a rave though. They're at a rave. They, no, no, like, but the rave is at the part uh, is at on the island. Yeah. That's why they that's why they are going there. Why is the rave on the island? I'm assuming. Why would you have a I add I'm gonna use one of your phrases, but because film, like it's you know they're having a big Sega rave. Like that, yeah, that's see that's that's the thing with this film. It's so confusing because it's 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 not like it's an abstract film. It's just so badly made. I couldn't remember whether they were at the rave before, or after the, or after the thing. And why is this guy picking up Cuban cigars from the island? Because that's the only reason why he wants to go there is to get Cuban cigars. I mean, who's making those Cuban cigars on that island? It's not. Well, Cuba. more importantly, where is this island? Yeah, because is it like I'm assuming it's not just off the coast of like Florida or somewhere, so they're nipping down 
to Cuba and then coming back up. I assumed it was probably higher up. You're not going to believe where this island is. Off the coast of Seattle. <laughs> uh, is that what it says in like Wikipedia or something? Yeah. The biggest. That's the biggest twist of the movie. Isle del Morte. Island of Death. <laughs> oh, f- hell, this movie. Wow. It's terrible, isn't it? Fair play. Right, I'm going to reel through some of the other issues I have. Why, why, why did Liberty go in the water to save Simon with just a knife in her mouth? Um, I don't want an answer for that. That's just something that really pissed me off. The the bad sort of like Matrix style slow mos and the the use of the 360 camera. Um, interesting fact: this is one of the last movies ever to use that style or that um, piece that of equipment. That style died died a death with this film. Well, it it injured so many actors that equipment so i think they use something slightly different now there just seem to be unlimited ammo and different guns just appeared from it there was a case she was like oh yeah use a shotgun for you use a handgun for you next minute they've got bloody assault rifles more handguns ah can i just say i've never seen a 10 minute action sequence where i've been so bored yeah uh, no, I have. I, I, are, that's the, but I have been bored during actions before. But that's the that. Is, but what I'm saying is that's the that's the killer. That mm. is the ultimate fail of a movie. And when you're watching that, like I remember watching, like I think it was like Doctor Strange or like Black Panther in the cinema, and I was just watching this like gigantic car chase, and I was just like falling asleep in the cinema, and I was like, I'm watching right now, like all this shit. It's like I'm watching like all of this stuff happening, like millions of dollars worth of CGI, and I'm on the cusp of falling asleep. It's like the ultimate fail of a movie when that is nothing worse than, than that happening. But, uh, there yeah. is also, this is the final point for me and I'm, I'm probably shutting up about this movie then. Um, the chase sequences, no, they had like a, a, um, a camera like in their face while mm. they were running and they were gurning like, oh, no one's business. And I, I was just like, it's just another like dagger in my back watching this movie. Yeah. Adam loved those shots. Oh, I f***ing yeah. hated them. They were great. What would you give this film out of 10, guys? I told you what I'd give it. Go on, for, for, obviously for the listeners. Oh, I have to. I, I, I don't think I, I'd even give it one. I'd give it wow. half a point. Half a point. That's worse than me. I said I'd give it one. Wait I until you hear what Adam gave it, and Wait until you hear this too. No. <laughs> Is it a six by any chance? <laughs> no. I, I give this movie four out of ten. Uh, where, where's the four come from? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. He gave E.T. three, didn't he? No, in fairness, he bumped E.T. up to a four after he saw Mac. Oh, oh, that's all right then. This... It's, as long as it's on the same level as E.T., that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I give it a 4 out of 10 because I did, you know, while watching I did laugh quite a lot. And, like, you know, also posy vibes and stuff in this. So, like, you know. Ad, you're not supposed you la- to laugh. Ad, you laughed because of me. <laughs> he yeah, didn't watch like, a movie, he just looked at you for the entire 90 minutes. I don't know why, but it, it had a strange, like... It had, a strange charm. it had a strange charm to it. Oh. Like it did have, 
it had like a it had like this little thing. Now four is still a bad score. It's like you don't know. Not for you, it's not. Yeah, not when you like... give majority of your films six. I don't give majority from six actually. Like, you, know, six you have got better. I, w- I will say I haven't seen a six in a while. But we went through a stint where like most films. Were when six. Andrew and Evan were first introduced to your scoring metric, it was always a six to begin. With. No, I tell you what, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pedal back. I'm gonna give this a three out of ten. It deserves. Yeah, three is what it actually deserves. Three oh. out of ten. That's fair enough. Three out of What's ten. On what, par with? what do you give Mac and me? One. Straight up, one out of ten. This is was... worse than Mac and me. Absolutely, yeah. Let me go. For, I'll go for my scores. Actually, I, I, I always do this. I don't know about that. I'd rather watch I... Mac and me than this. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, but no way. I'd watch. I'd watch this twice in a row. Why are you looking at that? Ad? I'm going to give a final fact before we wrap up, right? So the budget was twelve million. Where's that money gone, man? Where's that money gone? (laughs) Paying Sega for for the use of those 36 clips or whatever it is. (laughs) And the box office was 14 million. Um, The last film I gave... Okay, 3 out of 10. I'm I'm just going to give you my my worst reviews, right? Now, I don't give many films a zero, but I did give Doctor Sleep a zero out of 10. The... um, the sequel to The Shining. That's a zero. It's one of the only films I've ever given a zero to. Don't worry about those films, but just tell us what House of the Dead is on a par with. Three out of tens, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't given a three out of ten in a while. Um, there's a couple there. I know oh, there's a John, John, Mc, John McFaul got a three out of ten. Well, yeah, I don't have seen that. It's boring. Um, I'd rather watch... I'd rather watch this on John McFaul. Oh, Greenland... Greenland got three out of ten. Um, what else got three out of ten? I'm just going through a big list here. I, I uh, Haunt. No, you guys haven't seen that. It's like a crap horror from I watched one night. Um, let's go to my. Let's go to last year when I would have watched ET. How how you can give John Wick four three and this a three? I'll never know. Yeah, but John Wick four is boring though, isn't it? Like, and I like John. I love John Wick two, and like I think number one's good. But I I don't care what anyone says. Like John Wick four is bad. It's a bad movie. Wick, I, I, I don't mind you saying John Wick 4 is boring. That's fine. But a boring film doesn't equate to a 3 out of 10. It's, it's, not, it's not doing his job properly. It's if it's boring. Um, my next 3 out of 10 film is oh, Halloween 2, the Rob Zombie version. Hmm. Yeah, you agree with that one, don't you? <laughs> you straight up agree with you agree. You're only going to argue that. Um, I also give 3 out of 10 to the Rob Zombie Halloween remake. Um <laughs> I didn't like that one that much. Um, E.T. has got a 3 out of 10. No, you bumped that out. You told me you yeah, bumped that Yeah, yeah, you need before. to amend that. <laughs> In brackets. Um, 2023 revisit. Um, I said that. No, I, I haven't got any more 3 out of 10s I can find on you. Really. None worth mentioning. Come oh, on, wow. Then. Ghostbusters 2 got 2 out of 10. Oh, God, Beats Get off the two. podcast now. <laughs> this this defeats Ghostbusters too. Oh, that's, I'm I'm like massively. <laughs> well, actually, I'm wrong. Ghostbusters two got one out of ten. That's why I give Ghostbusters two one. Uh, this I'd... this this reigns supreme. Two points above Ghostbusters add, two. Add forgetting your scores now, right? Which one would you rather we rewatch, House of the Dead or Ghostbusters two? House of the Dead. I hate oh, you wouldn't. You're a liar. You, there's no way. 
<laughs> Andrew's. I'm, fu- I'm fuming. You lucky I've got these headphones on. Otherwise, you see the steam coming out my ears. You like the first time you've ever sworn this podcast. That was as well. I, I broke. <laughs> I actually broke you then, but. <laughs> Uh, right, come on, uh, final question we always ask. Would you recommend Prog? No. Add. Yes. If you were having like if you were having like a sort of like a if you were got some friends around and you fancied watching something but you could all have a good laugh at, I would recommend House of the Dead. Well, oh, um, so you'd recommend this as a three out of ten film. Yeah, because if you were like with some mates and stuff and you were like after like a film you could have a good laugh at. I would recommend House of the uh, Dead. Put Hot Shot on of Naked Gun if you want to laugh. Yeah, why don't you put on a proper comedy right, if you want to laugh? <laughs> oh, no, 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 when you just laugh that intentionally. No, this, intentionally. Is, this is isolated to like, you have to be with like certain group of people and like, you know, you know you're know you all having a bit of a laugh. You're like, oh, let's watch something so bad is good. Like, do you know like when Dodge pops around sometimes I, on a Saturday? And you I, watch I'm going gonna, 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 gonna to break this for you now, but you're the only one that thinks like that. <laughs> uh, not that 14 million they returned. Adam's like 12 million of it. <laughs> I'm the only... I'm going to... By the way, this film has 3% on Rotten Tomatoes as well. That's a really... That's probably one of... The, I, I think you said last time, Prog, this might be the lowest reviewed film we've ever we've ever done on this podcast. It might be, yeah. It might be. Right, so I wouldn't recommend. I just think if you want a film based on a video game, go that's horror-ish go and watch Resident Evil not the go greatest watch, film in the world either go and watch anything else yeah 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 exactly but yeah if, uh, I, if you want something within this genre Resident Evil there you go I, I just found the only good review and it's it, like, is it by Ace Llewellyn in, in 2003 <laughs> it's by it's by a guy called Spence D from he's from IGN movies Christ alive he give it a 3 out of 5 this guy did he give it 3 out of 5 which is like, that's like a 6 out of 10, right? And he said, very quickly, while not as technically brilliant as some zombie movie fair, Hot D, uh, Morven makes up for the, um, House of the Dead, Morven makes up for this, lack in ter- for this lack in terms of sheer heart. Sure, it's a low-budget venture, but it doesn't feel forced or contrived, but rather revels in its low-budget restraints. I'd rather watch Hot D than this film again. Hot D? I, I was wondering... I was wondering what's Hot I read... I, I meant, I meant to say I said they're not hot because he's written H lowercase O T and D in capital, so I just read that quick then. But uh, yeah, oh, D, oh, come on, good. let's stop talking about this sh- film. Adam is Let- trying to make this podcast go as long as possible. <laughs> I'm gonna edit it down to like five minutes. Okay, so we'll, we it's Wheel of Doom time right now. So the part of this podcast where we select next week's film. Uh, Obviously, we just did a booby film tonight, which was House of the Dead. But so another booby film goes into the uh, goes into the uh, wheel, and it's Battlefield Earth. John Travolta, the John Travolta sci-fi epic Battlefield Earth, as chosen by Prog. No, no, whoa, so, whoa, 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 not chosen by Prog. I suggested the film, and we did a Wheel of Doom to see what booby film would go into the Wheel of Doom. <laughs> wheel of Doom. We all suggested. Yeah, we didn't. We did an unfilmed Wheel of Doom because we had a couple of in. We can I'll tell you some of the other things films we had in there. We also had Ski Patrol, Garbage Pail Kids, the movie, Ewoks, Battle for Endor, United Passions, No Holds Barred, <laughs> and Boxing Helena, and Battlefield Earth as well. And that and that's what came out. It was um, 
It was a bit. It was a bit of. A, it was. It wasn't a fun. Everyone's a loser there, isn't it? Nothing. There's no joy to be had in that at all, really. Well, that's why but it's anyway, a movie film. Uh, what else have we got? We got frailty as well as our viewer choice. Yeah, that was from Brian. Okay, so so basically we we all choose two films each. I'm just going to pull up pull it up, and then whatever comes out, we do next week. Blah 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 blah. Andrew, you're first. You go first, but fifth of level fifth element. Luc Besson. Uh, yep. And the usual suspects. The usual suspects. Now he's been cleared, is he, but? Yeah, yeah, we, we can talk about him again. As soon as, yeah. Uh, as soon as that breaking news alert came on came on BBC, you were like that. Hmm, usual suspects, I'm going to start recommending now. <laughs> Updating my list straight away. Yeah. Um, Prog. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. One day, Prague is going to come out. It might. It might. I reckon. And you know what? I've been thinking about this film a lot lately. Uh, I'm going to go for Braveheart. Wow. Your camera's gone off, by the way. Probably you've vanished. Well, I'm still here, but... Okay. I'm going to go for... Because me and Prague were like... Uh, we were watching some trailers the other night. I'm going to go for two Italian horror movies. I'm going to go for Suspiria. And I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for the Beyond by Lucio. So we got Dario Argenti's Dario Argenti, Dario Argento's Suspiria and Lucio Fulci's The Beyond in the list as well. We're ready to uh, spin, spin and win, spin and win. Some good choices in you this week, aside from Robin Hood. It's <laughs> going fifth element. It's Fair done now the last few weeks, haven't it? It's doing nothing with it. It's slowing down. It, it just creeps onto the next one. So, Fifth Element next week, guys? Yeah, Luke Besson's Fifth Element is next week's movie. So, podcasts come out every th- Wednesday, Thursday. Check out our social media. Recommend a movie if you want us to do one in the future. And, yeah, just get in contact. Have a chat with us on social media. Cheers, all. <laughs>